So I want to become a dog trader. Oh, yeah? But when I look, I just don't know who to join. Yeah. It's a sea of acronyms, and it appears to be unregulated. <laughs> I want to know my money is well spent with me joining a team of dynamic, ethical professionals who have the same goals as me. I also want to be taught using the most up-to-date, science-led data. So where do I go? You heard of Pat? It's a place to go to become the most knowledgeable, skilled, ethical, science-based dog training instructor you can be. It's also one of the few organisations good enough to be a member of the Animal Behaviour and Training Council. The Professional Association of Canine Trainers, PACT for short, is here to help you become the best accredited dog trainer you can be. PACT gonna help you reach your goals. PACT is the place you need to go. Oh, PACT if you love dogs like we do too. PACT we are indeed the place for you. PACT it's time to take that leap of faith. PACT delay no further while you wait. Come find us at packed-dogs.com Are you looking for the ideal gift for the dog-loving children in your family? Jack and Billy Puppy Tales is a delightful story with an important message for children of all ages. It's written by Steve Goodall and Sally Bradbury. You'll follow two puppies, Jack and Billy, during that all-important first year of their lives. It's had some amazing reviews from some of the top dog trainers in the world. Dr Ian Dunbar, veterinary behaviourist, says... I started to smile after only four pages. I couldn't put it down and at the end I could barely read for tears of happiness. This is a wonderful book. Karen Tong, dog training instructor and child dog bite prevention educator, said this. This will definitely educate both children and adults about the correct way to bring up a puppy. It belongs in the home of all dog lovers and anyone considering acquiring a puppy. You can find us at jackandbillypuppytails.com and join the adventures. We're also on Facebook, Jack and Billy Puppy Tales. See you soon. We have some very exciting news for you on the Barks from the Bookshelf podcast. Our lovely friends at Dogwise, who publish a lot of the books that we have featured and are due to feature have decided to give all of you lovely listeners 10% off all of their titles. So if you head to their website, which is www.dogwise.com, you can have a look at their catalogue. And when you get to your shopping cart at the end, just type in the coupon code, which is BARKBOOK, all one word, B-A-R-K-B-O-O-K, and they'll give you a whopping 10% off. Enjoy! Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn together Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs Barks from the bookshop, here we go Hey!
box from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs. A box from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs. A box from the bookshop. been a while right long time no be in your ears no. yeah <laughs> <laughs> haven't invaded your ears for a while it's true it's true and there's four of us here today yep i'm so, here too so this is going to be really difficult especially because jay just doesn't shut up <laughs> oh silent, silent jay, jay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing a special we are this is a special episode we're back with um a, a limited edition gold-plated <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. it's got like bells, whistles, rosettes, a pin badge, mm -hmm. uh, a hoodie, a cuddly toy Mug. and a key ring. <laughs> I thought it'd be like, you know, when you buy a new printer and you get a special edition cartridge that's got one day's worth of ink in it. Is that what <laughs> we are? Right. <laughs> We're one day's worth of ink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before this goes off the rails too much, uh, let's, let us in, well, why, first of all, we have been gone for a while. We do apologise to everyone that's uh, that's uh, an avid fan of Bart's Little Bookshop, but we've had a very, very good reason as to why we've been gone, haven't we, folks? Yes, we have. And this episode will, will tell us more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, how, how long ago was it? A month? It's been a month today, hasn't it? Yeah, a month today since we took over the ownership of Pact. <gasps> The Professional Association of Canine Trainers. So, yeah. Um, so we, we wanted to do a special episode to talk about uh, what that means for us, what we offer, what we hope for the future. We've also got some questions from all you lovely, lovely people as well. Um, so, yeah. Um, and we're going to try not to melt. No, we're re we probably should say we're recording this in the Woofis, uh, which is Nat and Jay's outside office. Which is lovely, but it's very hot today. About 300 degrees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we're, all, are swelling. we're all naked, so it's fine. <laughs> if you hear a lawnmower <laughs> fire up in the background, it's because we've got all of the windows open. Um, but yeah, uh, maybe you get some birdsong as well, some ambiance. Yeah, well, if we get birdsong, we'll also get someone shouting, <gasps> Look at that! Because we've all... <laughs> the bird feeder is a perfect distraction from whatever you're doing at any given moment. So, right, should we go around and introduce ourselves, starting with uh, Corin? Go for it. Good point. Uh, well, you've heard me before if you've listened to an off-the-shelf episode. I'm Corin Goodall, and I'm the new Director of Wellbeing at PACT. Woo -woo! Oh, wait, uh, wait so, sure. my main role will be in um, making sure that all of our members and students um, feel that they're being looked after, and that I can assist them if they need any extra help, um, as well as looking after the team in the room. Mm -hmm. Oh. Uh, yes, I'll be looking after me. Yeah. Mummy bear. <laughs> Mummy bear. Um, I'll also be getting involved in the training and the practicals and the assessments and bits and bobs like that. But uh, yeah, that's my, my role and something I feel passionate about. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> you have passed the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going next? Go on. All right, okay. Um... I am Natalie Light. I am the PACT's Director of Behaviour and I am here as the resident geek where I just read a lot of stuff and keep us all up to date. I mean, it, 
we've all kind of we all do a bit of everything don't we so but it's nice Mm -hmm. to have a little bit of ownership on some of the stuff so the main thing that that um i (coughs) i'm bringing excuse me is the kind of teaching qualification side of things and um behaviory stuff so we've got a short course on uh sort of an introduction to clinical animal behavior which i'll be i'll be running um and then just yeah general inputting to student support questions training everything sounds good yeah okay over to you silent jay (sighs) I feel like I should just not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Silent <laughs> Um, So uh, I've not been on the Barks and Bookshelf. Well, other than I've, had, have, other than I've sort of walked in naked in the background and given that drinks. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's generally my job. You've been the naked beer fairy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to, I've failed really with carrying forward the Silent J. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I'm, I guess I'm the director of sustainability. Um, but, I'm sort of really assisting with uh, how the business is operating, really, and and, and um, making sure we've got the kind of latest kind of ethics and environmental things with how we how we go as a business. So. It's exciting. I'm I'm excited about that that part of the business. I think it's really really cool. I'm excited uh, about all of it. But you know. yeah, and it's good to just be able to go. Uh, Jay, what's this? Can you do it, please? Thanks. Yeah, I guess as much as Nat's the sort of dog geek, I'm the geek of bureaucracy. <laughs> oh, that's got to go. On the uh, Jay did definitely laugh at one of my uh, agenda meeting. Um, well, I made it. Um, it is a list, whereas Jay makes a really professional-looking table, which I think even has the logo and everything on yeah. it. And mine was not up to scratch. No, he had to log in and. But um, Jay, you should mention about the fact that we're working towards the B Corp. Yeah, well, I think it might come up later with our future. (gasps) Indeed. Yeah, so I am uh, Steve. Everyone knows me on the podcast, obviously, and I am Impact. I am the, uh, obviously. (laughs) Well, if they do listen, (laughs) I I would hope they know me anyway. Um, uh, Yeah, I suppose you're on it quite a lot. I am. I've been on everyone. (laughs) Um, uh, I am the director of training. So my main responsibility is everything training. So you stop training. That's my job. Uh, Um. Yeah, I of course we're going to be yeah like, like Karen uh, getting involved in assessments, practicals, um, or we do we do wonderful things on our um, student page like training Tuesdays and things like that. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited. We're all excited. Yeah, we are. Um, so that's introductions. Uh, why why have we done this? Well, I think we were in the right place at the right time, weren't that we? That was certainly really? part of it, but. Uh... Mm definitely because we all felt very passionately about mm. it and um when it fell in our laps basically we yeah. were like okay let's go <laughs> yeah we were we were very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time and this is something that like Karen just said we're all incredibly passionate about and uh it's just afforded us the opportunity to to really um help elicit change is yeah. that fair enough do you think yeah yeah i think so and i think it's it's kind of getting to that realization where when you're working within your business you either you know you you take on staff and you expand that way 
Um, or you accept that you are going to get to some sort of carrying capacity and you can't help all the people you want to help. Or you go into accreditation assessment training of, of, of others so that, you know, when we're all old and grey and um, sat in our retirement home, we can think that we actually helped thousands of people to help thousands of dogs. Oh. Mouse says yes. Mouse says yes. Good. So, right, this is definitely a question for Nat. Um, so what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? What is PACT? What do we do? Okay, so PACT is a uh, an ABTC um, member organisation. So the ABTC is the Anim- um, Animal Behaviour and Training Council. And it's basically one of um, a number of uh, accreditation bodies. So uh, you probably all know that the industry is is currently unregulated. So anyone can kind of set up a, a dog training business. Anyone can also set up a dog training school where they then uh, teach others and give them a certificate at the end. So um, there's there's really no... Uh, guidelines or legislation or um, regulation about what we can do but what the ABTC is attempting to do is to create some kind of industry recognized regulation um, by working with um, membership organizations such as PACT um, to to train and accredit professionals to a certain set of standards so um, if you want to see what those standards are, uh, there are a few of them. So the, the the main ones are ATI, which is the Animal Training Instructor, which is what PACT mm. um, aims to, to sort of churn out at the end of our course. Um, then there's ABT, Animal Behaviour Technician, which is kind of that rehab trainer in between a behaviourist yeah. and a trainer. And then CAB, which is Clinical Animal Behaviourist, which is working on vet referral and working on maybe more complex cases that involve... Um, a lot of emotional responses and, and perhaps uh, medical influences of, of behaviour. So PACT is one of a, a few organisations that are under the ABTC and um, we're, our standards are upheld by them. So we have to submit and we get audited by them. Uh, so there's a, a bit of kind of external recognition and accreditation there. Um, basically, we put on courses, we teach people that want to be dog trainers we coach them. We give them all the practical training um, that they need to feel comfortable. We match them up with shadowing opportunities and mentoring. We support them so that they can run their own business without that impacting their mental health too much. Um, we help people. Yeah, the mouse likes that one. Um, we also uh, advise people on how they can run a more ethical business. And really, we are all about increasing the number of professional accredited trainers that can help people with their dogs without using anything that causes or inflicts pain fear intimidation for lovely companion dogs drops mic leaves this is another reason why when when the the pandemic and restrictions uh well the pandemic is still going on but the restrictions were being relaxed and we were able to start working back outside again and we were just so busy. Mm. And every trainer that I would normally recommend to was so really busy. Yeah. So then after that, it was like, ah, you know, <laughs> yeah. you just feel this pressure to help everyone because, you know, we're all in it because we want to help these dogs. Yeah. So, you know, let's 
let's train up some great people in the area. Yeah. I think we've done a really good job locally, like, you know, us as a as a four and loads of other people that we know um, nearby. I'd say there's a good, like, 50 of us uh, in, in and around Hampshire that I would class as my friends and as part of a network mm. where we can refer between ourselves. And I guess one of the things that I want to do with PACT is to be able to foster that kind of ethos with other people in other yeah. counties and make this a bit more of a, a national network sure. really yeah i yeah. agree I, I, that's something we've all talked about isn't it like, like bringing that sense of inclusivity into well as many as many regions as we can that, yeah the, yeah I, that, that's on that's a grand vision but it's definitely one of my visions yeah i'm um, aiming to be based in wales <laughs> I, think, yeah. I, I think the thing for me is i think some people like we're quite lucky in terms of who we know and and who we deal with and that sort of thing down here but i think it can be quite lonely sometimes being a dog trainer and and it can also feel sometimes like you're you're up against everyone else mm-hmm. and that sort of up against everyone else is the sort of thing that that we would like to address i think that you know because the people that we consider to be the good guys, they're the people that we want to bring in, um, empower, uh, educate and make, you know, make send out into the world confident, knowing that they've got a group of like minded people around them that they mm. can refer to, refer, you know, uh, all of that stuff. So, yeah, work with, work even, with, you yeah, know, shadow, yeah. you know, all of that. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're in danger with as as regulation happens we're in danger of being seen as an industry that kind of pulls the ladder up behind them um and that's not what any of us are about yeah. and uh, you know it it must be really daunting starting out now mm. if you don't have a good solid support network well well look how many dogs there are now currently working with all of the trainers that are available whether accredited or not mm. there's there's still going to be all those dogs so even when regulation does happen all those dogs are still going to be there and still need help so we're going to need more people to be accredited it's not like oh bye it's going to be like come on join us yeah 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 so if you're if you're interested in joining you know uh, a group of people that have those values then come find us come and find us right away do now there's other there's other parts to this isn't there There, there, there's some big parts i know we've got some questions later on that sort of allude to this but uh, Jay's playing his silent role in the corner here now, so I wanted I wanted to just uh, draw everyone's attention to why we have such um, a big interest in the environmental impact aspect of this business and what and what we can do. Um, yeah, I guess the um, you know we're looking at any business really. I mean, it's it's interesting. All of us dog stuff aside are really passionate about the environment individually so Mm. it's it's a pretty obvious next step to kind of say well if we're going to set up a business together then we want it to have environment and ethics kind of built into it um there's lots to do with every business that Mm. around the environment so there's there's you know things that we can do as our own organization to kind of minimize the impact and we've been doing all sorts of bits and pieces but also you know we're talking and training people who are running their own businesses as well so it's a there's an opportunity there to kind of um kind of work out what best practice is in the sector around that and and start to kind of um support those people to do that as well i think what's quite interesting is um 
it's Oh god, I've completely lost my my thread where I was going. Because <laughs> you're fiddling with a little fishy dog. This <laughs> fish is rolling around upside down on me. He's the Lord he's, Distractor. He's done his job as like the well-being dog. He's just like, I'm yeah. so chilled. I've forgotten what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, what what are some of the things that people might want to consider in terms of environmental impacts of a dog training business? Well, I think on the for the business itself, I mean, there's obviously everything around what you're doing so you know the fuel and the electricity mm. and all of that that you're doing the the products that you're buying so everything from poo bags to uniform there's kind of mm-hmm. environmental thing yep um but i think kind of beyond that if you look at i mean right right now we're all kind of sweltering away on a hot day <laughs> and and um you know part of what you teach people is don't go and walk the dog between certain hours because you'll burn their paws and yep. stuff and that that you know whilst it's difficult to link individual weather events with climate that's likely to increase and you know so we're seeing the brunt of climate in the dog sector so why aren't businesses and people within the sector doing something about it yeah Mm. um so you know it's this business is about you know doing something in a way that supports and reduces harm on on all animals whether it's dogs or or humans as well yeah and let's bring that into part of how we how we train this or chickens being raised in poor welfare conditions to go in a can to feed our dogs yeah yeah i mean in fairness it's a it's a fascinating subject isn't it and it it actually does reach all aspects of having a dog training business Mm. Uh, yeah yeah and just having a dog in your world like what what things can we tweak but yeah. yeah. So that's something that we are really, really passionate about um, in terms of PACT. Um, but you're right that when you mentioned about like it affecting the businesses, you know, last Saturday we're calling classes off because it's torrential rain. And again, we're not linking individual uh, weather events. But, you know, this Saturday I'm I'm at the field at half past seven getting people out of their beds really early because it's really yeah, hot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, and, and, and then we're Saturday done for the presents. day and I'm drinking cider. <laughs> what a terrible Saturday, oh. but, you know, you know. But it, people don't, you know, they're... I bet there's there's lots of people in the sector that do loads of amazing things in their life around the environment, mm. but probably never even thought about what they do with their business yeah. at all. They just it just hasn't they haven't drawn that connection. So it's just a I think it's just a nice extra thing to put in. But it, it starts, you know, if you're thinking about ethics with how you train. It's the broader ethics. It's just mm. the next. Yeah, there's not like a start and stop point of ethics, yeah. are no. they? They should encompass your whole lifestyle. And yeah, that's tricky to do sometimes. Mm. And we, no one ever gets it right 100% of the time. And we're certainly not, you know, I'm not in the business of criticizing anyone that doesn't, you know, live a, a pure lifestyle because you can't. It's mm. impossible. Yeah. And we've um, certainly got improvements to make in our business. You know, I think Jay is sort of addressing us in that way when it comes to our good old dog training. You know, we've got some things to tweak. And... He's addressing you. I'm, yeah. perfect. <laughs> I'm perfect. Yeah, well, you just turn up, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so on the, on the flip of that then, so we also have, a passion about the welfare side of things um i think i mean i uh, you know um mental health affects everyone certainly affected me uh during my life but i I like to think of myself as a as a maybe a little bit i don't know more 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 resilient to those sorts of things i don't know if that's the right sort of word to use but 
I can certainly see and have experienced myself like how, you know, running a business or feeling scared about putting yourself out there, all of these things involved around mental health have a huge impact on people. Um, maybe even the the idea of even starting, like how do I start? How do I do these things? So so maybe we can talk a little bit about about that, about um, you know, the 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 role you'll play, Corin, in this well, of... well, many people, especially when they start out, tend to work on their own. So mm. it can be quite um daunting. Yeah. And uh you're taking on sometimes quite difficult things from people that you're working with. So um that's what we want to be able to offer that that support and that and that won't solely be me we will be directing to professionals mm -hmm. on occasions when that is necessary but i have i am in the middle of completing my uh mental health first aid course and uh it's been really interesting mm. yeah uh, it's certainly something that um i think will be a benefit to pact yeah i think there's i mean it's obviously in the forefront of people's minds more and in the media and all sorts but it still it still irritates me when people talk about mental health and it's like everyone has mental health yes yeah. everyone mm -hmm. everyone with a brain and with emotions everyone that's a sentient being has mental health it can be positive mental health or it could be negative mental mm -hmm. health and so mm -hmm. you know and and it changes and fluctuates. It's always in a state of flux. So it's a bit like re reactivity with dogs. Yeah, yeah. You have to react. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is they're what behaving. Just, you know. Yeah. yeah. We were taking away the labels yesterday, so it's not somebody yeah, that that has depression. It's somebody that is currently um, uh, experiencing depression. Yeah. So it's not. We're not putting that label on someone. Yeah. Um, it's not a stamp. And I think we've talked yeah. about labels a lot in the dog training world as well. So, you know, it's, yeah. I think it's only helpful to remove those and describe them differently. Words matter. It's not that when uh, I think as long as everyone's trying. Yeah. And we don't, you know, these we and we, we want to make um, improvements in the in the language. Um, that's OK. Mm. But we do need to kind of remove the labels, I think, in, in certain in certain scenarios. Do you think here comes some Steve science? Uh, do, do you think? alarm! No, no. I, I think this is fair to say. I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Do a lot of people that get into the you know companion animal business tend to be more empathetic, therefore more more susceptible. I don't know if that's fair a fair comment, but I think. You know, I let me tell you a story, right? Okay, <laughs> I was. This is a tangent. Is this when you were an ex Royal Mail postman? <laughs> so, so we bought some snazzy cones for our field, right? Um, some expensive cones that are quite heavy, so that we can, you know, put out and station people and, and bits and bobs like that. But you stick one down on the grass at the moment. You've only got to look at it for two minutes, and then and then an ant has built an or ants has built a huge nest inside it. So we're we're trying really hard to not keep them on the grass there because we keep having to move the cones. And I feel incredibly upset every time I, you know, lift a cone up and there's a an amazing structure underneath it with loads and loads of ants. The other day I lifted one up, I had to move the cone. So I had to do it. So I had to move it. And I took it over to where I wanted it to go. And then when I popped it down, I noticed there's this this one ant with an egg sort of running around on the cone, like, where have my mates come? Where oh, is everyone? No. And I felt so bad that I had to walk the cone all the way back to where <laughs> I got him from, pop him down on the deck so he could find all of his buddies and then move the cone back. That's the sort of empathy I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, 
Yeah, I uh, think it just you you're naturally drawn to work with non-human yeah. animals and humans really. Yeah. Um if you care about them and if you care mm-hmm. about them, you're going to take on all the worries and the woes and that's hard. I uh when I was camping with Sasha the other day, um she went to do the washing up and I went to get some firewood and when she came back she was like, "Oh yeah, takes that long, does it? I know that one, you know, get out the washing up." <laughs> and I was like, "No, it's cuz I was dusting every bit of wood off for all of the incense." <laughs> that's what I was doing. So it actually does take that long. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean sort of picking up on bits of what you guys have said that you know, I'm seeing it from the outside. I think people there's this sort of thing that people think that you work in the animal sector because you don't like working with humans whereas actually Mm. 99.9% of it is working with humans Mm -hmm. and every other sector that's professional and accredited and recognized where you're doing almost counseling with people I mean there's a reason why sometimes they call it a behavioral counselor Mm -hmm. you know you have to formally look after your mental health you know you know if you counsellors for humans have to do at least one session a month um, yep. to to try and offload some of the stuff that they've taken on from yeah. people and you know there's a reason why people in the sector from what i've seen straw man view on this but <laughs> you know i you see people who just get tune up and spat out again because mm. they've they just can't take any more of other people's problems so well, yeah. it's not always your client problems, is yeah. it? Because there are people in the industry that aren't as supportive. And again, I think that comes back to why we are so, you know, infused about PACT is because we really see it as a way of building the kind of community, mm-hmm. the supportive community, educated community, regulated community that we, we want to be a part of, really. Yeah. And I think what what adds to it as well sometimes is that we are seen as maybe a bit of a leisure industry where we have to fit around other people's working lives. I mean, I'm sure I know people that work on Sundays, they work all evenings, you know, and when you start out... You get your take all you Yeah, you do. You feel like you can't say no because they might not call again, you know? And so I think that's going to be part of of the kind of the business support side. Um, I'm not saying that you know, we all get it right in our businesses, but that's why we employ experts that help us with our businesses. And that's what we want to encourage and provide for our, our members and students well, as well. One of our first free webinars for our members is with Karen, who's been big our... Big K. Uh, big K, yeah. <laughs> uh, has been our business advisor for what well, was quite a few years now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited for her to uh, unleash all her knowledge on, on yeah. the members. Yeah. She's been on the podcast before. Oh, yeah. really well. it did yeah, go down. She got lots her. of questions, didn't yes. she? Yeah. She will have to be a returning guest. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> that accolade. She was really chuffed with that, actually, wasn't she? She thought no one would tune in to that. So yeah, she really yeah, appreciated your best, question. Yeah, yeah. Heads up, Big K. Boom. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, look, um, it's all new to all of us. We hit the ground running, didn't we? Well, I kind of headbutted the ground and then <laughs> gradually got to my knees. Dragged uh, yourself along. <laughs> for, yeah. And then and then Jack came along and, and dragged me along <laughs> by my collar. <laughs> it's been it's been great though, hasn't it? And yeah. I, what we've tried to focus on in the first month is is um obviously we want to expand of what Pat can provide and offer, and that that will come in time. But at the moment, it's a bit of um, 
bit of housekeeping, isn't it? It's getting our, yeah. ourselves familiar with all of the policies and processes, rewriting things if we mm-hmm. need to, uh, making the website all nice and shiny. We've got a new logo. Uh, and we really just wanted to give all the students and members a big hug. Hoodies. Yeah. Hoodies. Are they, they're talking about the students and members. How amazing have they been? Oh since my come goodness! On board. Because what a, what a shock that is, you know, being part of something that you yeah. and then and then suddenly like, hey, yeah. here's Hi. the four of us. You don't know us, but now we run packs. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they've been brilliant, they've, haven't they? they? Have and so really so supportive um, and infused as well. Yeah, I think in a time some... that could be really quite yeah. unsettling for them. We've had I, some I, really I, lovely emails, haven't we? I felt them? like it's been a real community, and that's been yeah. really that's been the biggest surprise I think of taking over because you kind of when when you when you do this, you sort of expect like I don't like change. I I'll throw, <laughs> yeah. throw my hand up there, and I you know I don't deal with it that well. But um, I think. I think it's just yeah everyone's been just amazing so if anyone's listening thank you thank yeah you very thank much you so much awesome. I really appreciate yeah. it and uh, hopefully you know this is the start of a beautiful career of all of us together yeah. as a as a gang and and you know thanks to um Emma and Ryan and Kirsten and Muriel yeah. for like putting down such an amazing foundation of, yeah. of such a ethical organization that the more I get to know our students and members the more I realize they've really sought out what Pact were offering yeah. so yeah. it's like yeah you know Karen always says doesn't she find your tribe yeah and I th- I feel like we have yeah yeah and that's been a real eye-opener for me actually I must admit you're you're exactly right you hit the nail on the head there you you know you you start to realize that everyone that's already joined has joined for the reasons that we all share yeah. so it, yeah. and then that's a that's been a real a real plus in terms of you know getting well that's why that. it was packed that we you know packed may have fell on our laps but it was it was probably you know oh yeah i can't was, see us getting as no. excited about or even considering actually yeah. uh, uh one of one of the other organizations yeah, don't that don't it, no, sort no. of follow you yeah. know uh, the same ethics no no mm. disrespect to them yeah. at all mm. but um you know, and hopefully in time they might start to think about the environmental impact of things. And mm. you know, um, the I know that um, some of the uh, CAB standard organisations that I'm involved with are certainly taking the um, mental health support services yeah. a lot more seriously. I know others that are doing the wellbeing. That is certainly it's playing on people's minds, isn't mm. it? So yeah, I'm glad that that's a part, a big part of us. Yeah. Ah. Do come in, Mr. Dog. Thank you. Great to see you again. Yes. Take a seat. So I understand you've been having some issues in Mm -hmm. the park. Do tell. Oh, I don't know what's gone wrong in my life. I've always loved balls since the day I was a pup, and my mum always gives me one when I go out. But now, I want them all. Yes, I see. That really is a problem. Hmm. I could see how that could land you in some trouble, yes? And yes, I know, it's really, really hard But you can't just go grabbing bodies in the park, yo Well, Doctor what? What the hell am I supposed to do? Other rollers throwing balls right there in front of you The thing to know, I am a bloody border collie I need to break this cause I'm sick of being bally wally My prescription is to stick it off the puffer now Do some sniffing, take a break before you cause a row It isn't great to wander around all day this high when all is said and done i know you're just a hurdy guy but you can't just go grabbing bodies in the park no you can't just go grabbing bodies in the park no you can't just go grabbing bodies in the park but you can't just go grabbing bodies in the park no
<laughs> so we put out a call for our listeners to uh, give us some questions. And as ever, they provided questions for us, um, uh, which is always awesome. And uh, thanks so much for your interaction. So uh, I think, Nat, you've got some uh, some questions to read out. I do. I'm going to do the questions. We will. That, that, that gets edited in. <laughs> oh, then. I thought it was. There's four <laughs> of us. We could have done a harmony. Oh, we could have done a harmony. <laughs> yeah. Well, questions. could we do questions. a harmony? Questions. Questions. Actually, that, that should go on the pack training, barbershop quartet training. Yeah. Um. <laughs> question. 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 Okay, so uh, Dominica asks, can we have an assessment without doing the learning with you? Mm. Good question. Yes. Good question, and one that's come up a fair amount. So what's what's the what is the routes? What are our available routes? We've got three routes. Yeah. They're all on the website. We've also made some little flow charts, which hopefully help if you are mm-hmm. a more of a visual learner like certainly, myself. Certainly help me. Yeah, good. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, option one is you uh, you come and learn with us. Uh, you're with us for a year-ish. Um, you get online and face-to-face stuff and then you do your practical and your theory um, and some assignments along the way and then you get accredited. Woo. Woo. Um, that was previously the, the kind of sole offering. And what we wanted to do is give people the option to come in if they've already done their learning, they haven't got, yeah. you know, nearly two grand to put into a course, which is entirely understandable. Um, so then we've got option two, which is for um, experienced practitioners that are currently on one of the uh, ABTC lists already. already. So they're registered as an ATI, an ABT or a CAB. Or they've graduated in one of the ABTC recognised courses. And that's all on their website. And what you do for that is you uh, you apply, you become a, an associate member and then uh, you do your practical and your theory assessment. Mm-hmm. Um and then we've got option three, which is for um, experienced practitioners that might be on two of those uh, registers already. So like myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm an ATI and a CAB. So uh, option three would be open to me if I wanted to apply. Um, and it's basically a shorter theory test and a couple of um, videos for your practical assessment. And then you're in. So there's three options there um why so it's all about the the abtc right it's all about whether you've been recognized in that why why are we keeping it that because as a member organization Mm -hmm. we are bound to uh the ati standards that are set by the abtc and so if uh we basically need to be able to um evidence that any of our full members have covered all of that material within the the standard. So our course has been written with the ATI standard in mind. So we know it covers absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. What we don't know is whether someone that did a course, you know, over there, yeah. whether the syllabus 
actually allows them to demonstrate all those same knowledge and, and understanding and, and teaches those skills. So we're certainly going to review external assessments and the accreditations or the qualifications that people might have outside of what we already offer. But we just felt that at the moment, we needed a sort of steady sailing. Um, and by by putting those restrictions in place about who can apply from uh, external um, organisations, we know that they've covered what we need them to yeah. cover. Yeah. You know, we're not saying that that might not change in future and there might be other routes for people that have done other courses, mm-hmm. but that needs to be looked at very carefully and it needs to be looked at with the ABTC um, in mind yeah. and in conjunction with them really and have some discussions about what we can open up. Of course. Of course. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, but at the moment, if you're if you meet any of those criteria for option two and three, please get in touch. If you don't, um, then you can still join us as an associate member, so that you're kind of you're in the gang, um, and you can keep um, afresh with what what we might be releasing in future. Um, and also, if you if you do want to do option one, please don't let the price tag put you off because we do have payment plans and Indeed. all sorts yeah. in, in place. Good so, old payment plan. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> lucky you if you've got that amount of money in your bank just to pay it one off. I haven't. So um, yeah, just uh, if you've got any questions about it, but a really good question, Dominique. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, Let's go for our friend Melissa. Hey. Hi, hi, Liz. Um, miss you, miss you. <laughs> come to England. Um, now. Well, not now because yeah. there's this thing called COVID. Don't come right now. No, don't. It's, it's crap here at the moment. Um, <laughs> so uh, Melissa is asking, will it be available in other countries like the US? She's asking for a friend. <laughs> This we've certainly spoke, spoke, spoken, spoken, spoken about this, spoken about this, and um, well, we'd love to be, wouldn't yeah. we? But what we want to make sure is that um, everything right now is very, uh, I would say, UK specific, centric. Uh, yeah. yeah, and we want to make sure that it. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Works transfers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's relevant to yeah. the different countries and yeah, applicable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we know that there are different standards and, and things going on. So we just want to make sure that, that we can meet that before before spreading our seed across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the right word? <laughs> Steve just looks at me and that and everyone is just like, oh, I just did the um, toss one off moment. Keep, if we give Corin a spade right now to keep digging herself up. Oh, bigger. bless her. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, look. I we would love, wouldn't we? Wouldn't yeah. we love to um to to spread our wings across international waters, uh, or indeed spread our seed? Uh, and, uh... I have no seed, <laughs> just wings. Sorry, it's wings. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we we're we're gonna make sure it's right before it happens, aren't we? We're gonna make sure yeah. everything is is in place, and this that like like Karen said, there's so many things to consider, isn't there? Yeah. I, and I don't even know all of those things to consider right now at this moment whilst answering that question. So, But Melissa, hold yeah. fire. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming. Yeah, we are. We're, Melissa, yeah. get on board. Yeah. Oh, yeah, basically what we're saying. Yeah. So I I mean, it's taken me this long to understand the blooming UK standards. 
in the industry and I still don't know it all. There's still new things popping up. So I think, yeah, what we'd want to do is, is, um, is link up with the American, for example, ABTC or equivalent Mm. and, and try and get some so that there is an accreditation to work to. Yeah. Obviously, if people are interested in learning for learning's sake, which is a very legitimate cause, then go for it. You know, it's it's online. So there's no reason why we couldn't sort of fix something up with some of the face-to-face elements of the course. For sure. Um, mm. And we'll also have shorter courses like My Behaviour One and Steve's Puppy One. Yeah. Mm, that could be of interest. Jump so, aboard. Yeah. Um, so, so overall, yeah. not a no. Not a no. But not a yes. Not a yes. <laughs> uh, yes, one day. You know, we we haven't put the private jet in the budget for this year. But Jay's next going, year... no private jet at all. <laughs> no, I'm just shutting that down. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be sailing across like yeah, Greta Thunberg. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, be, <laughs> we'll be on a freight lorry. No, no, no. Yeah. I won't. I, can we go over on one of those uh, like pedalos that looks like a flamingo? I get yeah. seasick. Yeah. Can I count myself out? I think yeah, we'll just... we, should, we need to stay home and look after the dogs. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. See yeah. you, boys. Bye. You can just send a hologram. <laughs> Okay, um, right. We've covered some of this from Nikki, but I want to read it out as well because it's a really nice question. So uh, Nikki says, on one of your statements, you mentioned reducing the environmental impact of living and working with companion animals. Mm. I'm intrigued to know what this entails and how. I worry so much about the impact we're having on our planet and having a companion animal does impact it. My dogs are on a species-appropriate diet which impacts our planet I myself do not eat meat or fish. I'm just intrigued and would love to know more. Thank you. What a good Aww. question. Lovely question. Hi, Nikki. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's exactly what I'm talking about in terms of the, you know, those, the, these are the sort of people that, you know, that, yeah. that we love. The, those, anyway, Jay, Jay needs to talk. I mean, I, it's, I, I, I mean, the checks in the post for Nikki. But, <laughs> um, yeah. I think what's quite interesting is because, I, I mean, I, I kind of, I'm, Obviously, I've got other things I do through work, so I'm not. I don't. There's not a lot of input I put into this business, other than make sort of making sure you guys are all right. But the, he says that, ladies and gentlemen, he's got he's got a big part of this. Yeah. Um. But it's very humble. It's. I think what was interesting is when you did the launch session with the students that they were really interested in it as well. And it kind well, of you were hoping them. to sit there in the background and I was be silent, be very Jay, silent, weren't you? There in the and then uh, they were actually interested. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that that was really exciting. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was quite nice. But I think I mean it's it's I mean it sounds like Nikki's already thought about quite a bit of this and done a few things already. I think and we've talked about some of those and if you you think about the inputs that goes into things with your dog so everything you buy has a has an impact mm. and stuff. But um it kind of goes beyond that and there's some bits that actually Nat's got quite a bit of expertise around the impact of dogs on wildlife and you know, responsible management and things mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I think people don't realise um, just how big an impact, even just where you walk your dog, whether that's disturbing wildlife or yeah. adding nutrients into places and changing the habitat. Where and, and when. Yeah, it's, there's there's all of those things people kind of might pick up as we go through. And I think we try and draw all of that together to kind of have a, a kind of clear package that, you know, the people on the course can learn, but then when they're talking to other people, they can kind of mm. spread that knowledge and expertise. And it's just an extra part of it. Um, we're also kind of looking at it from the kind of broader 
um, sustainability kind of aspects. And we've been looking at how we kind of run our business and we've gone through the kind of desktop assessment through um, what they call B Corp, which is a, mm. it's a massively growing um, international standard for sustainable business. Um, there are some there are some companies that people might have heard of that are already B Corps, aren't there? So there's Ben and Jerry's. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. Um Patagonia. Oddbox, Patagonia, yeah. 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 Um that what yeah. was the toilet roll one that I uh Who gives a crap? Yeah, yeah. That's actually the name in James not, saying, Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. name. He's not being rude um, to me. That's... <laughs> <laughs> but there's I think, you know, a few years ago there was there was like a thousand businesses and then the next year there was three thousand and and mm. now we're sat a month in on a waiting list for our yeah. application, which it might take up to three months to get assessed. It's exciting, um, yeah. It's but great. it's it's really exciting, and it, it's I mean that in itself is a community that we're looking to kind of join. And but it covers everything. It covers the ethics of how we pay people that work for us. Um, you know, it's like a big checklist, isn't it? And you have to have a certain amount of points to sort of qualify. Yeah. So it's basically giving you a framework of how you can have a more sustainable business and ethical yeah. business and it's, it's yeah. everything you know we've we've if anyone looks on our website there's there's a big pile of policies on there that covers everything from kind of modern slavery all the way across to um you know where we purchase our our clothes from in a kind of circular economy option and things so mm. um there's there's all sorts on on our website but the i think the b corp thing would be really exciting and yeah. then Hopefully we'll get um, the pending status, which is the status you can get for a business that's less than a year old. Um, and we can share a lot more about how we've kind of done that. But even just small changes and things we can we can kind of work through with the students, I think would be quite exciting, really. Hmm. I think we would be the, the first, would we? The first? Well, I guess we don't know who else is in the queue no, with us. No. But at the moment, we're not aware of any other... Um, like animal training school yeah with that's got b corp status so, so. it's very exciting we're, uh, it's not the same journey but we're also on a journey for the off call aren't we yeah so um even before we even took over didn't we yeah i, I was sort of like i sort of come across this and i was like is this mm. a journey we need yeah. to be on and, yeah. and you were like yes yeah so off we go and we've got a meeting in a couple of weeks haven't we so yeah i mean again uh, these things don't happen overnight. No, so no. we're just kind of getting our ducks in the row at the moment. And yeah. um, So what, and, what is the Ofqual? What, what, what are we looking at here? Ofqual is basically a kind of a governmental uh, quality um, accreditation, I guess is the right word. Yeah, it's recognised, isn't yeah. it? Outside yeah. of just, just the dog training world. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyone that runs, uh, anyone that is an education provider and, and runs courses can uh, apply for Ofqual status and it's it's basically providing what anyone any course provider should provide which is transparency about how they get the information um to teach yeah how they uh are qualified to teach mm -hmm. and how they fairly assess their their students and their members so it's kind of like as on top of the ABTC, it's another layer of external verification. Yeah. So and that's something you, sh you, the listeners, should be interested in in terms of, you know, how you get accredited, you know, the, the bodies yeah. that you should be looking at. 
Um, it's another layer of accountability, isn't it? Because exactly. I, I know if I was putting, you know, nearly £2,000 towards an organisation, I'd want to know what on earth um, I was going to be taught and who is teaching me and how they are um, sort of scruti- yeah, scrutinised yeah. and held account to... Um, by an external organisation, not themselves. Yeah, because otherwise it just becomes, you know, echo so that when chamber. So when you complain, stuff. when you complain, you if and you don't get the response you want, which you will with us, by the way. Yeah, but <laughs> when you do, you know, you can go above somebody. You, yeah, you've got somebody yeah. else to go to. Um, and it's assessing the other side, isn't it? Because mm. the ABTC is, is assessing the what, whereas the Ofqual is assessing the how. Mm. Yeah. So it's it yeah. really is. You know, we're we're trying to make sure that we're doing best best practice really yeah. best best best. Um, best 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 yeah and well i think let's uh went off on a tangent let's well no <laughs> we kind of haven't because the lovely zoe oh, okay. has asked us what's on the vision board for five or ten years time Ooh, so uh-huh. we've kind of we've delved into zoe's question already uh and a great question and why haven't we got a vision board yeah that's a good point <laughs> Although I can I can see Greg Wallace smiling true, back yeah. at us. Over. This is true. I we feel don't like... need any more vision. Sorry, sorry, Lord, Lord, Lord Wallace. Lord Wallace. Um, <gasps> so I think you know B Corp, obviously, the Offquill stuff. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, for me working in academia as well, I see the loops and the hoops that um, that universities have to jump through for for external verification and auditing and i just i don't think you can do too much of that at all and i think it would be great so our course is level four at the moment which is um kind of equivalent to um just beyond a levels um and what i would love us to do is to work with a university or a a college and um maybe have a level five level six and you know be um Underwritten is the wrong word, but basically you you are kind of affiliated mm-hmm. with that that education provider, um, and beyond and beyond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you I, guys got anything? Yeah, I've got something on the wall. I've got one word: conferences. Oh yeah, five to ten years. Uh, you can expect that we are uh, uh, holding seventeen conferences a year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I love I love a conference. Oh, do we all? I, lo- yeah, I love a conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love them. And in fact, actually, um, I think one of the things that that's been a a nice part, if that's the best way of saying it, about um the pandemic, has been online conferences. I love in person conferences. I love all of them. I'll be honest with you. So I that opportunity to to call upon the people that maybe have even been on the podcast or or other people that we know and respect and want to learn from and get their opinions and I, I just this, uh, that that just that world is just I love that so yeah. that's something that we're, I'm definitely we're certainly going to use the crossover of the podcast and yeah. pack to a little bit when it yeah. comes to conferences aren't we because uh, watch this got, space got a few connections yeah <laughs> and uh, you know we've been throwing around some ideas about how we can make you know packed or box from conferences slightly different mm-hmm. so that, that there are um you know a few more fun elements involved in them and you know even things like i've i've loved um how 
people have taken their own initiative with the online conferences and set up like a little forum where, you know, you have like a watch party and you're all talking about it. Mm -hmm. Because actually, I think that's how we, we learn and we consolidate learning and we also critically analyze things that we're hearing Mm -hmm. you know we we talk with our friends and our peers about it and we go yeah what did you think of that bit because I thought that was a bit woo and they go yeah I thought that too but then I read this study and and, you know then you've you've, you're doing more than just passively taking in information maybe you should do a shout out on the Barks from page see if we uh get any ideas from them as well oh yeah that'd be nice yeah what 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 are your favorite bits from conferences and what would you like to include yeah, yeah what would you like to see what haven't you seen yet that you would yeah. like to see i know this is a bit of a crossover actually because we've had uh danny on the podcast but her upcoming conference the trauma in animals conference oh i'm not going no no there's this, there's this one speaker that i refuse to listen to she's so boring i know who you're talking about yeah she's an idiot yeah. she but yeah i mean that that in terms of Nat wants to clear that up that she's joking. And blueprints and, yeah. No, they, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Danny have done a brilliant job and and they're they're mixing it up. So they're releasing all the presentations. Yeah, which is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So you can, and you can put questions already. So there's a discussion board. Yeah. So then what happens is when you tune into the conference, you can watch the presentations again or you can simply join in some of the discussion panels and have your questions answered by people like Dr. Frank McMillan. Mm-hmm. We're not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so conferences, that's that's my thing. Five to ten years, Corin, what do you reckon? Oh, all I've got in my head is Wales. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want to live in Wales. It's the dream. <laughs> Wales is the dream. I went to Wales recently and I'm already missing it. Yeah. Oh. I think it's kind of... It gets thrown around a lot, and uh, you know Wales. everyone. No, well, <laughs> maybe not Wales. They they get left off maps sometimes. Oh no! Um, but the um, you know talk about, and we've put it in our kind of vision about kind of revolutionising the industry and stuff. And um, you know, I think if we look back in five years' time, and uh, some of the stuff we're talking about now, even if it's nothing to do with us, but other people in the sector and there's quite mm-hmm. a lot of bodies under the abtc you know if, if if those other um sort of partner organizations of ours are kind of have mental health and well-being and the environmental stuff and and all of the other ethics um it's yeah. part of what they're doing and whether that's because we've kind of shone a light on some things and they've thought yeah no that's cool yeah let's do that as well or or if they've kind of gone a different way, if we look back and everyone's kind of got all of that in it, I think that would be a huge success. Beyond the no illusions, this is all about inclusivity for us, isn't mm-hmm. it? And, yeah. that, and that's like, I think if you were going to walk away with one word about why we have dipped our toes into this and why we have, you know, moved Put ourselves out there. Yeah. Toes, I think it's Stuck our neck on the chopping right block, yeah. for want of a better impression. Yeah, it's... um. It's all about inclusivity, you know, and uh, there's, there's such a, you know, that scarcity mindset crosses everything in all industries, but especially in the dog training industry. So, yeah, I I like that. I like that answer, Jay. That was really mm. nice. And I think the, the other thing that you've talked about a bit is um, we've talked about taking what we have down here, you know, that your, your network of professionals and you're all members of different bodies and you've all got 
different types of qualifications and specialisms, whether it's specializing behavior or training or, or, you know, sports activity, you know, all sorts of different things, but you all work together and you build each other up and, and it's been really lovely to, to sort of watch from the side. And if you can, if five years time, you see that all of the packed members across the UK have, have um, they've got involved in that within their community and they're working with people, even if they're from other mm. bodies and, they've they've you know destroyed that scarcity thing they really mm. kind of um shown Erad- yeah, that by working the together MLS, yeah. that we're we're all much stronger that'd be a nice that would legacy be incredible. yeah it'd be a incredible. 10 year yeah it'd yeah. be incredible as we drive to our commune in wales <laughs> <laughs> which hopefully answers ben's question which was about how packed differ compared to other educational providers. So he shares our um, frustrations with them. Uh, there being so many educational organisations offering various levels of education. Um, so, uh, you know, where's our space in the market, basically? And I really hope that we've kind of answered that in I a lot of the so. stuff that we said. And, um, t- you know, we will prove ourselves over time, Ben. And, you know, we hope that um, you'll see what makes us different and what our, our, our USP yeah. is um, as we uh, kind of get used to our our new clothing. Yeah. <laughs> our new director's boots. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we haven't launched into this for personal gain. It's all for the, you know, it's all for the love of what we do and what we've experienced as business owners and and the and the welfare of animals it's mm. you know um it's it's a tough one isn't it because there is there's a lot out there i get it i get uh how difficult it'd be and how much of a minefield it is for people i can't imagine you know just thinking one day i would like to be a dog trainer and then googling how and what route and yeah. what's the best way to do it. it it must be very very difficult but yeah. Well, we've talked about it before as well, haven't we? About how lucky yeah. we were with the the mentor that we kind of staggered across mm. in in Scallywags and, and mm. Sally and Claire and Joe and yeah, all those people. So we want we want to provide we'll pay that. it forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Phyllis, that's it. That is it, isn't it? Like you talk about like I've always had that urge. Like I remember how good those people were to me at the beginning how much time they gave me, how much opportunity, opportunity, how much knowledge. And and it's always been that case. And I've had the privilege of also having people shadowing and myself and classes, me and Corinne doing stuff that are just so knowledge hungry and they're mm. wonderful people. And that those are the people, the, these are the people that we would like. These are the people. That, I think Ray, want I want to give Rachel a shout out who shadows us at the moment because yeah. she did something wonderful this week where she came up to me and she was like, and she pointed to a cone before anyone arrived. She's like, you know, the dog that was there last week. And I was like, had to think for a second. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, do you think that dog was slightly nervous? I was like, yeah, I did. Yeah. And I just thought it was great that she thought about that for a whole week and was like, yeah. I'm going to ask about that a week later, not just make the assumption, think I've got this. She sort of come up to me. And it's asked hard isn't it? to, yeah. to put yourself out there sometimes. It's really, really difficult. I know how I, I, I consider myself to be quite a confident person, but I remember those days of shadowing. Those days of like, oh, God, you don't want to. <gasps> like, everything seems like a stupid question. Mm. Nothing seems like common sense. And where else do you find that sounding board like Rachel's yeah. done with you? You yeah. know, that's all you need is yeah. a bit of bit of confirmation sometimes. Um, yeah. 
Okay, last question. So uh, I'm going to answer this with um, a shameless a plug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure Sam would appreciate that. She she might do. She can let us know. Um, so Sam said, uh, a lot of confusion in the general public, people starting out, about the difference between dog trainers, dog behaviourists, clinical animal behaviourists and veterinary behaviourists. So... Um, Lots of owners spend money on trainers without the adequate knowledge or alarming methods and the owners and their dogs suffers or the behaviour understandably doesn't improve. She's basically asking, how do we work together to kind of put that message out there to the general public? And if we don't understand it as a sector, then we can't expect the general public to either. So really good question and probably about 10 questions in one. (laughs) So um, I think... It's it's really valid, valid, Sam, and I'm glad you brought it up. And um, I'm I'm not trying to be like hard saleswoman here, but this is exactly why we've put on our first webinar with the um, the the subject matter that it is, uh, which is understanding uh, the dog training and behaviour sector, um, because uh, I think that there's so much to learn and try and figure out in terms of who should do what and ethically what's right and who's qualified to do this and what cases should you be taking and what organizations do I trust where do I spend my money um and so what we wanted to really do is try and break that down and be kind of uh, a bit of a, a a filter really of just google sorry i'm just i'm going to interrupt you here because fish uh, yeah that's is... how he sleeps most of the time <laughs> so adorable isn't it <laughs> I, I was trying to wave at everyone earlier like oh, so, check oh, him out check him yeah. out i'll be honest adorable. that's how i sleep it's not as adorable he's completely upside down balls up <laughs> <laughs> legs everywhere like if adorable. you could imagine a dog that has never had anything scary happen to them ever <laughs> and they're just so happy to put themselves in the most vulnerable position in the world. That's what he Sorry, is. sorry to interrupt no, you. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Can't um, ignore those balls. <laughs> they're, they're a bit littler now because he's had his yeah. implant. Um, yeah, so uh, the the webinar is not a hard sell. It's not saying, you know, c- come to Pact because um, uh, we're better than everyone. It's not like that at all. It's just an unbiased, um, non-judgmental approach to understanding some of the blooming acronyms that we love in this industry um (laughs) and starting the thought processes of of kind of that critical thinking so that you can for yourself choose where you want to go and where you want to um spend your dosh if you want a course or um join a practitioner organization so uh, there's a bit of a cop out there sam i've answered with um a plug but uh Join the webinar. We've got loads of spaces. It's on the 2nd of August. It's going to be a a real deep dive. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope it'll be really useful for people to just get thinking about, you know, um, who's who and what's going on. So, I mean, look, uh, it's been a while, uh, Bookshelvers. Um, I hope you have enjoyed. I hope you can feel how infused we are. (laughs) about this it's a new venture for us we are um wandering into the unknown um with a with a massive vision and some massive enthusiasm uh and um yeah i i i love the fact that our bookshelf has come along for the ride for this it's, it's yeah it's, wonderful. it's brilliant 
Um, uh, oh yeah, we kind of gushed about our packed students and members earlier, and we should probably do the same gushiness to all of our bookshelves. Ah, oh, well, they know we love them, but yeah, you're amazing. All of you guys are, <laughs> you are. amazing. You and... always come up with your questions. Yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, and we are sorry for the hiatus. Um, I, I'm sure you appreciate that things have been very, very busy. It's just, just Steve won't tell you this, but he feels the guilt. I do. I feel yeah. the guilt. And, uh, you know, it's okay. It's also, okay we, to have a wee break. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. A wee know. break. A wee break. A wee break. <laughs> Do one of them. Well, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got things lined up as well, haven't we? So this yeah. isn't going to be a oh hi, we oh, no, missed no, no, no. you, and then we're off for keep, six months again. Keep those ear lids peeled because yeah. uh, the the <laughs> next ear lids. Ear lid. I love ear lid. Um, the oh. next episode is probably my favourite ever that's coming out and it's a book and it's a book review so um yeah keep them peeled it's coming soon and get the tissues ready I'm still ill is that how pricked my eye come around (laughs) (laughs) that's really mean to kind of dangle that in front of them Steve it is. It won't be long. It won't be long. We're recording. I was once Monday. told I shouldn't dangle anything in front of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was in court. Especially not your ear lid. <laughs> oh dear. So um, yes, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, that's given everyone um, an idea of what what Pact is all about. Um, if you are interested, you can find us at what's our website? www.pact-dogs.com. Woo! We're on Facebook, Instagram, other stuff. Twitter. Twitter, TikTok. Wait, wait. It's twi- not TikTok. not quite because we don't. We're too old. I'm, we don't know what TikTok old. does. I'll get there. Um, but there might just be a video of Corin dancing. Yep. <laughs> My, <laughs> I'm trying to teach Penny to catch so that she can make a good video. Yeah, it's taking if, some time. If Corin's dancing, it'll be to Weathering Heights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thank you so so much for listening. Uh, we love you all, and uh, we'll see you soon. And I guess nothing more to say than oh, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye. Atoms collide, our cells divide, just like they've always done. A spark of life, we multiply this ride, is just stretches back through all time time guided by a primal desire to simply survive survive you can't keep it
It grows. 